Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Welcome to Thinking Into Success. Good morning, or good day to you, or good night, or good evening. Depending on where you are in the world, listening to this particular podcast, Thinking Into Success. Today, it's about parenting, how parents can know their trigger points. Matter of fact, I'm looking out the window in this particular location where I am. It is pouring down rain. You hear me? I'm telling you, it is raining like cats and dogs, <laughs> as people will state that. So thank God for the rain. We do need the rain. We do need the sunshine. We need it all. We need the changes. We need the seasons, all of that and more. So again, let's get with the program today. It's all about you. It's all about helping you understand how to parent better today. Now, we're going to talk about trigger points. I have addressed parenting last week from another perspective as we're continuing to address ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. Now, the principle tells us in Proverbs chapter 22, verse number six, train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So true. Obviously, I have been a child. Now I am an adult, and I can relate to this principle in the Bible very clearly. My parents trained me. They gave great examples. It has not always been great or good, for sure, but they taught me the foundational principles of God's word. They showed me the way, they reinforced the word, they reinforced life and how it should be lived, how I should respect people, respect myself, respect my elders, how I should be responding to people when they ask me a question or I respond with, yes, sir, no, ma'am, thank you, ma'am, thank you, sir. All of those things that are important for a child to know as they are growing up in a society as it is today. We are still in the COVID-19 era today, the pandemic, and there are still so many changes that are happening rapidly in our society. But nevertheless, today it's about parents knowing their trigger points. What will set them off? What will tick them off? I am a parent. I am a father, obviously. I am a grandparent and I love it without a doubt. I love being called a father. I love just fathering people. I am a father figure to many as well. I am a spiritual leader. 
So as we address these issues today, hopefully it will help you to become a better parent. That is my goal today as we discuss these trigger points and how to overcome it or how to manage them in your life. Now, what makes you lose your temper? Can you prevent child abuse? Have you been abused as a child? Most people probably will say, yes, I've been abused physically. I've been abused verbally. I've been abused sexually, whatever that may be. Some people fit into all three categories or more, without a doubt. Now, I came across an article, which I love to do. I love research, especially good research, when you know it's been proven or validated. And some of the things I'm going to share with you came from the research, and many of the things I'm going to share comes from my experience in life as a counselor, as a parent, and as a community leader, for sure, because I am definitely connected to families within our communities and around the world. Most parents are guilty of having lost their temper with their children or child. Sometimes even a minor misdemeanor is enough to trigger a parent into violence. Why does it happen? That's a good question for you to know and for me to ask. Unfortunately, for most of us, our own childhood determines how we parent our children. Now, if we had a bad, horrific childhood, we get triggered easily. That's simple. Hopefully you understand that without a doubt. Now, you have to understand what it means to, first of all, control your emotions. One principle says this in the book of Ephesians, chapter four, verse six, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Now, this is addressing everybody, whether you're in a relationship with your spouse, a relationship with somebody at work, or wherever it may be, but I'm targeting this principle as it relates to parenting. We do get angry. Now, Paul is addressing something here as this statement or this scripture is heard. He said, be angry, but do not sin. So the important key here what he is saying here is that we can get angry. So don't deny the emotion of anger. Anger is a real feeling. It's legitimate. Anger is a natural human emotion and not a bad one in and of itself. Because when somebody does wrong, you may get anger. You may be angry at their wrong doing or whatever they're doing. Somebody could be hurting somebody. Somebody could be hurting somebody verbally or physically, and you may get angry because you cannot do anything about it at the moment, but you see it or you hear it and you get angry, you get upset. So emotions are part of our being as humans, without a doubt. But when anger is suppressed and buried, it can do very destructive things. Eventually, a person will blow up on somebody. They will say something they will regret. They will say something to their child. 
their children. They will say something and those children are like sponges. They are absorbing that information that is relayed from a authority figure, from a parent in this setting as we're talking about today. So it's important for us to understand anger or parenting and getting angry is a real problem that most parents are facing today. You know, another term could be rage, temper tantrum. You know, sometimes parents <laughs> have temper tantrums. Obviously anger, you know, how the lack of control of our emotions could end up having disastrous and life altering consequences from which there is sometimes no return. It's tough to return from those consequences. Most of us parents come with a, a, a very deep, ugly past, ugly past baggage, I would say. You know, baggage, we got to get rid of the baggage without a doubt. You know, the baggage of being abused as a child, for example. Consequences all uh, around us because of that. You know, no matter what intentions you have, when you have been abused, I mean, consistently, verbally, physically, could be sexually, it could be in any way, you feel it as a child, but now you are an adult and actually you are a parent, adult. You know, I'm gonna say it that way. So I've told myself because I've seen my mother angry. I've seen her say some things she probably regretted. I've seen her do some things that she regretted. I've seen my dad angry. Oh my goodness. He, when he gets angry, he gets angry. You know it. Get out of his way. Now, probably some of their anger was legitimate because it was probably directed toward us. You know, there's, there were eight in my family, you know, eight, they had eight children. Actually, they had more than that, but they lost one or two, you know, miscarriage and and other things happen. But anger is a real issue in understanding the importance of controlling emotions. And it's part of our emotional makeup. But we got to understand how to mitigate and minimize anger so it will not impact children, even though it impacted us as a child. It impacted you as a child for whatever reason, okay? Because we got to realize this. <laughs> I never imagined, you know, me being angry at my children just like my parents were angry at me. But I have been there. I've had, I've had expressed some things, maybe said some things in anger. So I have experienced this personally. So we got to recognize triggers. Our emotions can trigger bad results if you get emotional about certain things. And one of the keys is to be patient. Mm -hmm. You have to be patient and you'll stress less. Your stress levels won't get to a higher place as you are addressing or conversating, listening to your children, and you'll be able to parent from a better perspective and how you see the situation. You gotta be patient. Matter of fact, we should be patient, period. Patient while we're in line. It's important to be patient while you're 
driving down the road in your vehicle, when you're in a line, you're, you're in a traffic jam, it's important to be patient. No matter at the doctor's office and it's a long line, at the dentist's office, it's a long line. And you're in a hurry, but the blessing comes when you're patient because patience pays off. Now, James reminds us in chapter one in the Bible, it reminds us that patience will have its perfect work. If you are patient, it will develop something inside of you. It will cause you to think about life and it will perfect you. It will help you to mature as a person, as an individual. And the scripture tells us not to pray for patience. I haven't seen that, but it says, be patient. So as a parent today, I want you to be patient as a parent. Your stress levels will not be high. It will be lower, you know, when you're patient, okay? So once you understand that principle, these two, it's important to control your emotions. It's important to be patient and you're stressed less. That means you're, you will react less and you'll be responding more to your family or to your children. And they will get a better uh, experience in that, okay? You have to be thankful as a parent. Be thankful that you have children. In all things, be thankful. Most people that cannot have a child, you know, biologically, they don't know what it means. I'm talking about, for the example, and a lot of adults and a lot of parents are having children. So have an attitude of gratitude. That will help you to shift your mind in a different perspective and understanding triggers, understanding how not to trigger yourself based on what's happening. Now, you can parent without being triggered. Yes, you can. Parenting is not easy, without a doubt. For those of us who were abused as children, the truth of the saying is principle is, is in the Bible, but it's reality as well. The sins of the father are visited upon the children, and that becomes the child's reality. It becomes coded in our DNA to react like our parents. And I said react because we got it from them. We don't know that we're really um, reacting. We need to respond, in other words, okay? Respond means you have the right information, you have the right knowledge, you have what God has to say about parenting and is deeply embedded in your heart, it's coded in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, and now you don't have to allow life to trigger bad results or bad actions. Now, we must recognize that what happened to us as children affects the way we think, the way we feel, and how we act as adults. <laughs> Sometimes our children will look at us when, we're, when they are young, when they are you know, 10, 11, and 12, especially when they're teenagers, they'll say, wow, what's wrong with mom? Man, is dad, is dad going to be all right? Because how we are conversating or what we are saying to them after they messed up, after they did something not so good. And they're looking at us and because we sit them down and we talk to them and we say, why did you do this? Don't do this anymore. You're making me look bad or you're making yourself look bad. It's how we are expressing it. 
And in their mind, they say, well, it wasn't a big thing. It did happen, but, you know, they get over it. So we got to understand sometimes it's our control that is being lost in this attitude of parenting and which will trigger issues. Okay. Now, our offspring will resemble us in physical and emotional ways. It is easy to see them as emblems of our child self. This is over identification leads to our reenacting incidents from our childhood with our own children, especially the incidents that were traumatizing to us without a doubt things that were traumatizing it will be reenacted in our own life and even in our own children it's amazing how the apple does not fall far from the tree now at those times we lose it and suddenly we find ourselves treating our children as our parents treated us. It's almost like a habit. It's almost like something unconscious or we're not cognizant of it. We just do it. Even though it happened years ago, we're still replaying the old record, the old broken record. Now, life is life and life happens to every parent and every individual. Now, I looked at some research about how some famous people, we'll call them famous because of their popularity, how much money they have and how much they're on TV or they're in movies or whatever, because life doesn't play favorites because it hits every door. It hits every home and it hits every heart. Oprah Winfrey suffered, for example, from sexual abuse as a child in Milwaukee. The talk show host has been vocal about her experience and she has helped many other victims move past their horrific past. And she was born in Mississippi, in the state of Mississippi, okay? But here's another one. Here's another famous person you may be aware of. I think Oprah is about 65 years old at this point. Chevy Chase. I love to see Chevy Chase act on TV and, and different shows. He describes the abuse that he was subject to by his mother and stepfather in his own autobiography. Now, the veteran recalls that he would be locked in a closet for hours and would be slapped in the face before release. I think Chevy Chase is about 75 years old. Queen Latifah is another one. Was the victim of childhood sexual abuse. The actress, musician, and talk show host can be seen daily on her show, The Queen Latifah Show. I think she's 48 years old. Bill Clinton, one of our ex-presidents of the United States of America. Stepfather, Roger Clinton, was abusive and struggled with alcoholism. Clinton said that growing up, he never let anyone know what was going on at his home. He was like, he was living, it was almost like he was living two parallel lives. I believe today he's about 72 years old. Tyler Perry, my goodness, I think everybody knows Madea. We know Tyler Perry, he suffered from physical abuse 
at the hand of his own father and sexual abuse from several adults that were present in his childhood. Perry bravely discussed his past in an interview with Oprah Winfrey at one time. I think he's about 49. He could be older, but nevertheless, y'all remember Marilyn Monroe. She was passed around the foster care system as a child, and she suffered sexual abuse from the men in her life. Monroe was one of the first public figures to discuss her experience with abuse in public, and she has passed on. Now, there's many other actors, many other athletes, famous people, or non-famous people, or everyday people, for example, that have suffered some type of abuse, but now they are parents. They suffered some type of, of abuse as a child, but now they're parenting, and they have not yet developed the adequate parenting skills that are necessary for them to be successful or parents that are very impacting with their children so their children won't become the same way as them, okay? Now, how can we help ourselves? How can we self-regulate? How can we take control of our emotion instead of drama and tantrums, you know, or even just getting hot all the time emotionally? Let me give you a few things in order to parent more effectively and control triggers, all right? We must slow down. We must stop the drama, but we have to stop the agenda because we're too busy. We got to get more calmer. Take a deep breath sometimes. Before you discipline a child, it's important to take a deep breath. Sometimes it's important to relax. It's important to, okay, I will get back with you later on this one. Because some things are not an emergency. We think when you were parenting that you have to take care of it right away. Now, believe me, I believe you should take care of certain things right away. If they act up in the store, address it then. If they act up in church or if they act up somewhere else, don't just in public abuse them, but address it. Okay, another thing, okay, uh, wow, it's important for us to do this. If you're angry, know that it's all right, okay? Anger is important, but you don't want anger to become danger because it's a D before anger, which turns into danger. And danger, when you're angry, can cause serious problems. So when you're angry, it can be dangerous at times because we're trying to solve something in a certain emotional state, which is not good. So it's all right to be angry and you may be angry for longer than a day or longer than two days, but don't take it out on your child or children. Another thing is this, remind yourself that your child isn't misbehaving because he's out to get you. A lot of times we think a child is acting out because they want to make you feel embarrassed or want to show you up, but not always, okay? They're just misbehaving for whatever reason. Now, that leads me to the next point. You have to control yourself, not your child. 
it's natural to respond to a child's defiance with anger. That child is defiant. Now you're going to demonstrate anger. Now I have done that, but there's good anger. As I said earlier, there's bad anger. So make sure that you control self and not just trying to control your child. Okay. Keep control of your emotions. The next point is this, create a safety. How can I create a safety? By listening. Okay. Children need to be heard. And a lot of times they are angry or they are upset. They are acting out bad things because parents don't take time with their children. Children need to be listened to, not just talked to, but they have a voice as well. Children are growing up in an age that we have not experienced before. The difference today is night and day compared to when we were growing up. They're facing so many things at school, peer pressure, sexual pressure, physical pressure, uh, comparison. They're, they're, they got raging hormones at times. So we have to just sit back and listen. I guarantee you it'll benefit that relationship between the parent and the child. Now, the next point, you got to remind yourself that all bad behavior is, could be just a form of communication. It could be a way they're trying to get your attention. They're just communicating in a way that you may not like, but don't mistake their behavior as some certain things all the time. Know that they're trying to communicate. Pick up on that. Pick up on their signals. Okay. The next point is this. Soften your heart. Okay. You got to have not a hard heart because sometimes parents, have a hard heart because of their childhood or what happened to them in the hood, okay, in the neighborhood. So they have a hard heart, but we as parents must understand we have to have a soft heart. Mm -hmm. Have an open heart. Have a heart to be compassionate and maybe empathetic. Because you were in their shoes at one time, and sometimes they think you cannot relate. Sometimes you got to tell them your childhood story. Sometimes you got to tone down your voice, put up, put away the belt, or put away the boomerang, or put away whatever you use, or whatever you have threatened them with, and just share with them what's in your heart, and how you were raised, and how you're trying to help them. Take a break. I said that before. The next thing is this, just get away from the moment so you can think about what you want to do to help your child to get better from the actions that they have just done that have embarrassed you at school, embarrassed you at church, or embarrassed you wherever in the store and people are laughing. You have to have less drama and more love toward your children. Love is important. They need love. This attitude will be transformational. You'll find yourself exploding often or you'll find it is hard to calm down, that you can't make this approach work by demonstrating love. Now, you gotta think about it. Drama is one thing. Love is a whole nother thing. Love conquers all. 
Love covers a multitude of faults. When you show love, show compassion, empathize, when you try to connect on their level, I guarantee you life will become a lot better. And all of these points help us to understand awareness because awareness is the key to avoid becoming abusers. Abused children, now they are an adult, become abusers themselves. They do abuse their own children. I've seen it happen. People have told me it happened. I almost have done it myself. So I know it is true. Some things are perpetuated from one generation to the next. Environment is nothing but a looking glass. Genetics is one thing, but environment can reshape genes or genetics, uh, dispositions or predispositions. It's how you were raised. So if you don't have that awareness, if you don't wake up and tell yourself, I can be a good parent. I can be a godly parent. I can follow the path that will help my children be better parents when they become one, for sure. So in order to be a better parent, you got to have an awareness. The principle says, as a man thinks, so is he. So you got to know how you're thinking about parenting. And you got to sometimes adjust your parenting skills or what you have known so you can be at a state of awareness so you can avoid becoming abusers yourself. Even though you were abused as a child, it doesn't automatically mean that you abused your children because what they see in you, they're going to do in their adulthood as well. So know this, awareness is the key and the principles are laid out clearly. One script principle, I believe it's in the book of Proverbs. It says, just like the arrow is in the hand of a warrior, so our children are in our hand. So an arrow in the hands of a warrior, when that warrior shoots the arrow, the arrow is pointed in a certain direction. Our goal as parents, as we try to mitigate triggers in our life, is to point our children in the right direction, in a direction of a mature adult, a responsible adult, a strong adult, a adult that knows how to think for themselves, an adult that respect themselves, can be responsible and can pass on what they know they should be doing and do it. Now their children are doing the right thing as well. You can recognize triggers in your life. So your children won't go down the same path and become an abuser because they were abused, but they can become a blessing and not a problem. And their children will be a blessing because God's plan is for you to know that you're blessed to be a blessing. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories.
I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.